0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Disney parks. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get that world-class level of support from a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So, head over to com today for a free, no obligation quote on your next vacation. I hope everyone is in the mood to get hungry because I have a feeling that's how you're going to feel after listening to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show, which is uh, going to be a little bit bizarre to tell you the truth. Uh, it is going to be all over the place. We actually have two reviews out from Disneyland this week, one from Rhino and another one from Denny, and then I made my way back to the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival to try some of the newly opened booths that I talked about in the news section last week. So uh, a bit of a strange episode compared to to normal ones, but yeah, I think it's still going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully, we will, we'll, uh, we'll leave this being much hungrier. And in terms of news this week, I don't really have a lot to mention. I know, I know, if you pay attention to the Diz www.info.com, dot com, at some point this week. Or potentially already, you're going to be able to see a review from Denny about Cinderella's Royal Table, the breakfast uh, service there. She didn't make a, a video for it, so I won't have any audio to share. But I know her written review is going to be up on the Diz, so look out for that. But I do want to mention that Disney revealed the menus for the upcoming restaurants in the France Pavilion, which, of course, will be opening up officially to all guests on October 1st. But the uh, two creperies that are going to be available in as part of the Remy's Ratatouille Adventure uh, attraction edition, uh, those two restaurants have already been open during cast member previews, and they should be open as well, too. When it comes to uh, when it comes to the uh, annual pass holder previews as well as the DVC member previews, and yeah, there's a lot on these menus. There's the uh, grab and go creppery. And then there is also the actual sit-down restaurant version of it as well, too. So you have two different options for how you want to handle it. So I'm not going to go over every menu item because that's just uh, way, way too much for me. And I know I'm going to butcher a lot along the way. So, again, head over to the Diz, www.info.com, and you should see it right at the top. And, yeah, it it all looks good. I cannot wait to get me some creps. Cannot wait. But we've got to get to our first dining review. And as I said, that comes courtesy of uh, Moussois. No, I don't know what that means. I don't know what I just said. It com- Oh, I just I wanted to say moi. It comes courtesy of moi. Then channeling my best Miss Piggy here. And yes, uh, if you don't remember from 10 seconds ago, I said that this is a review of me going to Epcot International Food and Wine Festival to try some of the new newly opened booths, I should say, Uh, new to the event and newly opened just very recently. And I go over all the details about it in the in the review. So I'm going to stop talking now and let's listen. Now, today I decided to come back to the surface of the sun, also known as Epcot, because a bunch of new food and wine festival booths opened up, but I have two on my mind today that I am anxious to try, and they are right behind me. That's Lobster Landing and Mac and Eats. I need some lobster, and I need some macaroni and cheese. I probably don't need either of them today or at this current time that I'm doing this because I am boiling. I think the feels like it's over 100, and that sun is brutal, but I'm gonna push through all that because I think there's gonna be some okay food ahead of me. Maybe even some good food, maybe even some great food. So I think I'm probably going to do lobster landing first and then Mac and Eats. So let's go take a look at the menu, see what's there, make some decisions and get to the food. Lobster landing has a couple different options. The New England lobster tail for $14, lobster chowder for $6.75 and baked lobster dip for $5. 50, Uh, I've had to decide between the baked lobster dip and the New England lobster tail. It's definitely too hot for chowder. I ultimately went with the lobster tail from Lobster Landing, and it's $14. It is a big lobster tail, and on top of it is lobster bisque, and it's garnished on the side by a lemon, and I was listening to them talk inside Lobster Landing, and they confirmed my thoughts. Basically, no one is going for the chowder right now. It's Just too darn hot. And a lot of people are getting the dip. So maybe I made a wrong move not getting the dip, but I don't know, something, something intrigued me about this. I needed to know, is this worth it for $14? So I'm gonna try to cut through a little bit here. I was hoping that just be like a big chunk of lobster coming right out. But, okay, I'm starting to... Okay, I got it going now. I also got it kind of on my hands. This is a nightmare. I'm, like, trying to pull it off right now. I also don't want to lose it. I'm getting there. Okay. I don't think I'll be able to cut it now at this point, so I'm just going to have to get really messy with how I eat this. So, of course, with any review we do, it's also about the moment that we're having the food in, that exact, exact reference in time of how the food is and i think that's especially true with something like lobster i got what i believe to be a delicious tail but the next person behind me might get something that's a little bit uh subpar compared to what i got but you know a nice big hunk of meat on this thing well worth the 14 dollars. the bisque that they put on top is creamy just really adds that extra lobster flavor you know there's a nice buttery texture to it all it's not overly chewy it's just it's just really nice lobster and i'm very happy with it you know yeah 14 dollars on one little piece of tail it's it's a stretch for a lot of people but you know what i'm happy at least in this moment that i tried it mac and eats okay we have traditional macaroni and cheese for 4.75 truffle mac and cheese for 5.75 cowboy macaroni and cheese smoked pork belly, brisket burnt ends, peppers, onion straws for $6.25, then a plant-based macaroni and cheese with house-made Italian sausage and peppers, for $5.75. I think I know which one I want. I wish I had my in-the-moment review of what I got from Mac and Eats, but unfortunately, this is one of the pieces that was lost, so this is just going to have to do. And I said that it was pretty clear what I was going to get from Mac and Eats, and I'm sure it doesn't come as a surprise for me to say, hey, I got the cowboy macaroni and cheese. This dish was $6.25, and it came with smoked pork belly, brisket burnt ends, pickled peppers, and onion straws. And I do talk about the macaroni and cheese in just a little bit in another piece of this review. So I'm going to focus right now solely on the toppings, which again, to remind you, the meats were smoked pork belly and brisket burnt ends. I was I was really happy with the quality of the meat on top they the pork belly did have a nice smoky flavor to it it was it really balanced well with the the savory aspects of the macaroni and cheese and the and then the saltiness of the the brisket burnt ends as well too It just it it was a dish that overall had all those flavors, but I really loved the smokiness that was coming out of the the smoked pork belly. But the pork belly was like almost shredded at points, so that was kind of catching me off guard uh, to the point that I was like, okay, am I confusing what the pork belly is for the burnt ends and the burnt ends for the pork belly? And that shouldn't be the case because they're two very, very different types of barbecue. Uh, I mean, just brisket and pork. I mean, it two different animals there so uh, it was it was definitely kind of confusing me in the moment but uh, then there was there was chunks that were like this is clearly the burnt ends I know this is so that helped me to differentiate and then again the, the taste taste is different but I thought really the two meats worked well together then with the macaroni and cheese base I loved the crunchiness from the onion straws there needed to be a lot more though that would have really helped the texture stand out. Uh, On this overall dish, because, yeah, it's all all kind of mushy and chewy to a bit. So to have more crunchy onion straws on there, that would have been very nice. And pickled peppers, I could have used way more pickled peppers as well. But I love peppers. So, yeah, that's why I'm going to say I want more pickled peppers. I understand why they go a little bit easy on them, but I could have I could have taken so many more. These were these were so good and they added a nice extra spiciness to the dish. And then on top of the entire dish, there also was a spicy aioli that wasn't descripted on the menu and I didn't mention yet. But then that aioli on top too just really helped uh, balance out the flavors, add a little extra spice to it all. And again, a hefty dish packed with a lot of flavors. You can't really ask for much more. Before I finish the entire bowl, I want to take one bite of just the macaroni and cheese by itself. So that way I know how it is, you know, because as great as the toppings are on top, If the macaroni and cheese on the bottom isn't very good, then that's kind of a waste. You're putting good toppings on top of a subpar product. So let me get a bite here of just macaroni and cheese. Now, in my opinion, this is really good macaroni and cheese. Uh, It is very, very cheesy. It's not overly salty, but at the same time, there's like, there's no need for any other seasonings. The cheese is doing the hefty work there. It's a really nice macaroni and cheese if you were to get it by itself. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a really big fan of this dish. But I have one last thing to try too. I am just so hot and sweaty from this that I wanted to grab a beer. And this is an 81 Bay Lemon Hazy IPA that you can also get at Mac and Eats. And yeah, I've already had one sip. And there's another one. And this thing is so delicious. It has just a slight bitterness to it. Uh, for, you know, it's a, it's a IPA, even though it's a hazy one, it still does have that, that bitter aftertaste to it, especially, uh, then with the, you know, the tanginess of the lemon that also has like a slight sour bitterness to it as well, too. I know I'm describing too many different things, but, uh, it, it's very nice. It's a perfect IPA for very hot weather. So I'm going to finish my beer. I'm going to finish my food. I'm going to hopefully find a place with air conditioning so I can cool down, and then I'll, I'll let you know my final thoughts. Okay, let's wrap up with this Epcot International Food and Wine Festival review of Lobster Landing and Mackin' and Eats. Where did I stand when this was all done? Well, I stood in the sun, and I, <laughs> I got even extra hot, and I felt disgusting, but I left full. And that's exactly what I wanted. I only had two items there for my my late lunch, and I left full and happy. And you know what? It was a little bit expensive considering the two items. You know, once you add them up together, that would have been twenty dollars and twenty five cents. I ten dollars each item. When you average it out, that's that's a lot for food and wine. But you know what? That lobster tail was a nice one off splurge for me. I'm never going to get it again. I can guarantee that. It was delicious. I'm glad I had it. I don't need it again. I can have lobster in a better setting if I really want it. Doesn't have to be at Epcot. At all, uh, but I am happy that i I tried it in that moment, uh, but for me, mac and eats is going to be the booth that I absolutely have to get back to. I really want to try the truffle macaroni and cheese, even the uh, the the plant based one was a little bit intriguing to me as well too i might I might be tempted into that one, and the macaroni and cheese by itself was so good that I'd also be willing to to give it a shot just on its own too. I really enjoyed the mac and Eats. Booth And again, that lemon hazy IPA that I had there. Oh, it just it was the perfect beer for a hot day. I really have no complaints at all about anything that I had. And I am I am so, so happy. That these two booths opened up early so we have more time with them during the epcot international food and wine festival and i can't wait to try some of the other booths that just recently opened and what in the the booths that are left to come i think there's only a couple but there's there's definitely i want to say like two or three more that are still to open up in the future and i can't wait for it all i'm really enjoying the epcot international food and wine festival this year I hope you're not getting tired of listening to me eat lobster dishes at Walt Disney World, because unfortunately, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear another review of a dining experience that I had at Magic Kingdom involving lobster. And no, not, not fancy lobster, actually very similarly priced to uh, what I had at Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, but it was one of the requests that I try a specific menu item I've had before to see if it still holds up. So you're going to have to be patient and wait for that. But I hope you packed your sweet tooth because we're now moving over to Disneyland to hear our first of the two Disneyland reviews. And this one comes courtesy of our own Denny Sunderly. And she was out there at the same time that Disneyland debuted a special Dole Whip Sunday. That's a pineapple Sunday pineapple split Sunday I should say instead of a banana split a pineapple split made with dual whips and yeah it's uh it, it sounds a little bit too much for me but we'll have to stop listen and hear what Denny has to think about it.
1: Hello everyone, Denny Senderly here for the Disney Dining Channel and I am so happy to be here. I am in Adventureland, but I'm not in Walt Disney World's Adventureland. I'm in Disneyland's Adventureland and I am so excited to be here today. It's a bright, beautiful and warm day today and so I'm thinking it might be nice to have a little something refreshing. I am right outside of the Tropical Hideaway here in Disneyland and um, it's a haven for all things Dole web. and because Jungle Cruise is all the rage right now, although it is always the rage isn't it, there's a new treat on the menu and like a moth to a flame I am called. Alright, so as I said it's a scorcher today it's actually not scorcher in Florida terms maybe more in California terms but even as I speak that beautiful California breeze <laughs> starts kicking up uh, but it is time it's time to jump in there and enjoy what is on the menu as their new um, pineapple split it's more I I know I want to refer to it as a float but it's more of a split it's more of replace the banana with pineapple in a banana split, replace the ice cream with dough Whip, and, and just put a lot of fun toppings on top. And I think that's what our treat is gonna be. So let's you and I head on into the Tropical Highway and have a little dough Whip. All right, so I'm here, I'm seated, and I have my amazing Jungle Cruise float. It's a pineapple float, so it's not a banana split. It's like a pineapple split, but it is, you can choose any flavor of the Whip that you want, so either lemon, pineapple, mango, or raspberry, and you can have those swirled within those four flavors. So it's kind of up to you. We asked the cast member, and the cast member said, that the most popular, it's really up to you, but some of the most popular choices for this float, or this split, I don't know why I'm calling it a float, Um, this split is going to be the regular, Rosita's talking, how cool is that, she just kind of pipes in and starts talking, so um, is raspberry and pineapple, the regular straight up pineapple. So uh, we've got pineapple spears in place of banana. We have gummy, uh, (laughs) gummy butterflies. You've got fresh fruit here, a little bit of like a compote and it's sprinkled with coconut and it's got a dusting of fruit on the top and we're going to get a little bit of everything. I've got a purple gummy butterfly there. This is nutritious, right? butterflies take a little bit of getting used to and getting through because they're kind of cold. They're a little chilly. Okay I'm gonna have some of the pineapple. They would Rosita, they would fall down. I just love that Rosita just starts chiming in. Oh. Excuse me.
0: <laughs> Senor, what do you get when you cross a parrot and a tiger?
1: I'm not sure, but when it talks, you better listen. Okay, here's my next bite. I've got a lot of toasted coconut on it, and I've got some of the pineapple spear, some of the fruit, and some of the raspberry. Mm. Delicious, guys. This is so good. This is $24.99. And not only do you get this pineapple split, you get this amazing Jungle Cruise boat. It is the Zambezi Zelda. And as my husband discovered, it is hinged. It opens up. So of course you can put your float inside if you so choose. But there's a very cool Little, it almost looks like a, an oar of a boat. So it, it hangs out inside there. And of course this is a keepsake for all time. How cool is that? That is just the cutest thing. I love that. These are the things that us Disney Parks fans love, right? for sure all right i'm gonna savor some more of this this is so good remember that you can kind of twirl whatever flavors you want there's so many things to try here at the tropical hideaway if you come by if you are more of a savory fan they have a savory lumpia here they also have kind of a savory um dole whip that's got tahini around the outside of it they also have a sweet lumpia that, uh, that that's kind of like our pongo lumpia from Disney's Animal Kingdom. But theirs has banana in it and caramel. So that's super intriguing. Tropical Hideaway is a really nice spot here right next to the Jungle Cruise. And when Rosetta starts talking, it's just it's the cutest thing ever. All right? I'm going to finish this, and I'll meet you back outside. So let's, let's stop and break down... Um, Let's break down the snack that you and I just virtually, that you and virtually enjoyed, that I definitely enjoyed here in person. Um, so yes, the Jungle Cruise Pineapple Split, I won't say float this time, I'll say split, was $24.99. It comes with two huge mounds of Dole Whip, your flavor. It comes with uh, gummy butterflies or toasted coconut, It comes with lots of wonderful berries. It was like a a diced strawberry blueberry mixture. It was really, really good. And um, yeah, that was really fantastic. Now it is $24.99, but you do get this fantastic Zambezi Zelda. So if you are a Jungle Cruise fan, I know you're gonna really like this. Um, It might be something that needs to hang out with me near where I work a lot because that's just the cutest little souvenir. Now also at the Tropical Hideaway, you can get your regular Dole Whips, you can get Dole Whip floats. So Dole Whips are 5 dollars each and then the Dole Whip floats $7.49. They have bow buns there as well. They have a loco moco Bow bun, which completely intrigues me. That's for 5 dollars um, and then, of course, they have the Lumpia that I talked about earlier at $6.99 and the Chili Mango Whip at $7.99. That's the dull Whip with the Tajin. The atmosphere back in the tropical hideaway is exactly what you would want it to be. It's just outside of Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. It is nestled in between the Jungle Cruise and uh, the Tiki Room. And it's just wonderful and kitschy and fun and all very tongue-in-cheek and uh and i really highly suggest stopping by even if you're not getting the big 24.99 pineapple split you're, you can definitely enjoy a little something in there so um would i get that again probably probably not that's a one and done right i mean how many Zambezi zeldas do you need hanging around your house but that is definitely the next time that i am here in disneyland I would love to stop by and try a different kind of Dole Whip to, you know, lemon Dole Whip. I've never tried that before. I know we've got fun flavors at Walt Disney World now, too. I've never tried that, so it would be fun to do that. Of course, any time that you can sit beside uh, the river and see those Jungle Cruise boats go by and hear Rosita talking to you and telling you jokes and things, it's a really good time.
0: I am such a fan of the Tropical Hideaway. It is the perfect little oasis, just as Denny described. And you know what? I get their savory items that they have there, their pork buns. The Tropical Hideaway is just one of my favorite places in Disneyland. It feels like it's been there forever, even though it is still so new. I love the savory items there. Of course, it's a great spot to get a Dole Whip. Not as good as the the normal location, you know, right right in the queue for the Enchanted Tiki Room. That's still my favorite spot to get a Dole Whip at Disneyland. But, you know, if I have to go to the Tropical Hideaway, that's also good. It, it's, just, it's just not quite the same, but it's close enough. So... Uh, excellent review but we are now going to move from disneyland park over to disney california adventure because rhino has another review from avengers campus and this time he's going shawarma crazy and oh i i am now in the mood for shawarma and we haven't even listened to it yet so let's go ahead take a listen
2: Hello everybody, it's Rhino, and I am here in Disney California Adventure at the Avengers Campus, and I am here today because this video is going to be all about shawarma, the Shawarma palace, Um, and I have a little secret about that. I actually am kind of doing this a little out of order, so I am on my... Second to last day at, at at Disneyland Park. The first day I got here, I tried the vegan lunch shawarma, and then a couple of days later, I saw that there was a breakfast one, breakfast shawarma, and then I didn't know it was also uh, a plant-based shawarma because it's a, an impo- presented by Impossible. So uh, I was like, you know what? We're making a shawarma video. We're doing it all because I did a video of the other one, so. I'm going to start with breakfast and then we're going to cut into uh, the afternoon one. So here it is. This is the breakfast shawarma. Sorry about the lighting. It's just, you know, it's that time of day. It's really early in the morning here um, because I came right at park open because I am ready for the day today. But so uh, this is actually called the impossible breakfast shawarma. It is a plant-based breakfast sausage and egg omelet wrap with dairy-free American cheese and crispy potato bites served with spiced maple syrup. There's the spiced maple syrup. That's a lot of spiced maple syrup. So I am gonna of course bite this just regular. I split it by I split it open by accident I, uh, when I was carrying it. Well Since it's open, we might as well take a little peek at the inside. So you got your potato barrows, you got your sausage patty under there, and your egg and your cheese all pretty. Got a little structural integrity problem happening here with this. Oh. Mmm. I mean... When you think about it, it's not really necessarily anything groundbreaking because it is just essentially got the patty, uh, the, the egg, the cheese. And then, uh, you know, what's nice, what's nice for me is the, uh, the tater, the potato barrels, excuse me, uh, that are on top here. I actually think this would, would, uh, would do well with some sriracha. I like to put those on my eggs, even just ketchup. Cause I'm one of those people. Ketchup on eggs. All right. One more bite here so I can get some of the end off, but it's definitely cracking open. My, this is the first time my shawarma has, has done that, but mm Okay. Let's do this. One-handed. Like a magician. Like the Sorcerer Supreme. Not a big maple syrup guy. But I'm gonna... I'm gonna just see here. I gotta try it. For the gram. That's what Veronica Mars always says. For the gram. Oh, no. I broke it apart. I got... I, I kinda got it... it there's no way I'm being able to wrap this back up. Once you split a, a, a pita open, you're done for. Mm. Ooh, girl. There is a little bit of spice in that maple syrup. Not like spicy, spicy, but... Ooh, it's like a little little ting in there on the end. Actually, I am really surprised about this syrup. Wow! Yeah. I'm a fan. I'd use that on other things. Man, if this was like more like more maple syrups like this, I'd be I'd be less opposed to it. I really only like it on like a waffle. Pancake. A French toast. Nothing else. But let me finish this now because I have to eat it like a caveman. I should have gotten forks or something like that, but and then uh, I'll I'll wrap up and let you know what I thought about it. That shawarma wrap was so good and I love that it is a plant-based option. My tip on that maple syrup, you just open that up, put that right across that sandwich because, oh my God, that elevated it to the next level. So good. And like, if you're afraid of spice, just give it a try. It's not like spicy, spicy. It's just like a fun, Good spice, like a little ting, like I said. Um, but this was twelve forty nine, and I am super happy with my purchase. Very, very, very happy. I cannot recommend this thing enough. So give that a try. Um, it is the only option for breakfast in terms of the shawarma, uh, and I don't believe that they had the after the two options for the afternoon out there yet. So uh, what I'm going to do now is cut into the uh, the the. The my uh, afternoon, my lunch shawarma, and uh, I'm so I might talk like, Oh, this is my first day here and the trip, and blah blah blah, and experience. So, you know, just bear with all that and uh, watch me eat the lunch shawarma. I got my shawarma, and I don't think I could be any happier than I am right now. Okay, so when I got up there and got close, there were two types of shawarma there was the Uh, New York's tastiest, which was $12.99 and that was chicken shawarma wrap with a garlic spread and coconut yogurt tahini sauce with pickled vegetables. Also sounds really good. But I went with the Impossible Victory Falafel, which was also $12.99. This is a plant-based waffle and cauliflower wrap with garlic spread hummus and coconut yogurt tahini sauce with pickled vegetables and I got some of the tahini on the side here, they just handed it to me which was really nice. This thing is smoking hot. So anyway, I'm gonna try this because it is piping hot, I don't want it to get cold. Um, I'm gonna do it just plain first, but mm, I am so excited. you have no idea, I am just thrilled right now. I'm telling you right off the bat. If you're not a garlic fan, this will not be for you. I, on the other hand, am a, a massive garlic fan, so I am just, like, thrilled right now. There's, this is a really, really strong garlic flavor. It's really good. I almost wish the falafel was just, like, it's really flavorful. I just wish it was, like, a little bit crispier to add a little bit of a crunch texture to this. But, again, not everything has to be crunchy. Um, that's just me. But um, so far, it is so flavorful. It is... It's really good. So I'm going to load up some of this tahini sauce on here. When I tell you I am having a food moment right now, I want you to just... Whew. This is really good. This this sauce is, like, nice and cold, and it's nice contrast with a nice hot, like, uh, the nice hot shawarma wrap. Oh, my gosh. This is so good. $12.99, too. I feel like it's pretty decently priced oh no i just lost some falafel i was worried because when it's cart food sometimes it's been out there for a while this is fresh this is fresh (sighs) let me eat the rest of this i don't want to bore everybody with my um non-stop talking about it but um yeah i'm really happy past me is so crazy back for more shawarma Mary Joe, over here. Okay, so I am actually, I am here with Mary Joe now. Yes. Um, I I don't know how I'm gonna edit this video because I started day one where I came and I got the vegan shawarma, which I really liked. And then I saw there was a breakfast shawarma. So I went <laughs> and got that and made an intro about doing that. And now here we are, I'm here with Mary Joe, And I was like, you know what, we need a little snack. I was like, uh, maybe I'll just get the third shawarma and say all the shawarma. Now I've had all the shawarma. So I did get the chicken shawarma. Mary Jo has gotten the, the vegan, the falafel one. Yes. We're going to cut them in half and split them so I can try it again. Let's take a look at them. Here's the chicken one. I know it's in, in, you yeah, can't tell the difference neat. without seeing the inside of it. So lots of meat in this one. Lots of, it smells
3: so lots of good. meat. I think there's
2: cauliflower in here too. Maybe I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but let's see. Let's see. And then here's a look at the falafel one again. This one is perfectly done today. Perfectly. Look at it. Look at that cauliflower! Oh, it's so steaming hot, steaming hot today. Steaming hot! Don't fall yeah, apart on I me. Mean. Right? So the chicken one—it's called New York's tastiest. It is chicken shawarma wrap with coconut yogurt tahini sauce for twelve ninety-nine. And then Mary Jo went with the Impossible Victory falafel, which is that plant-based falafel and cauliflower wrap with coconut yogurt and tahini sauce. So let's just go in and take a bite at the same time because I've had yours and i love it's and now i got the chicken one i'm gonna,
3: I'm gonna try gonna go. it without the tahini yeah without me too i'm gonna do first. a
2: naked a naked yeah. they give you a lot of a they lot of do beer. and they i call love this, it they call this a tahini sauce but this yeah. is definitely tzatziki it's tzatziki yeah it's so definitely. weird they call it yogurt tahini but
3: mm. oh my gosh this is really good
2: the chicken one's good it's spicy like a little bit a little bit of spice i feel like i'm losing mary joe in the shot oh, here i'm
3: sorry um mm,
2: i like this one this is it's very flavorful it's got a nice spice to it i'm gonna try it with my the tahini sauce. i I really like the falafel. i like the textures of it and and it's delicious it's very flavorful
3: i know i'm gonna like this oh my gosh this is so good i don't feel like mine's
2: as well yeah it's good garlic that one i feel like was more garlicky let me give you mine.
3: Okay, take this one.
2: Okay, now let me take a, I know take you're it.
3: looking forward to that because yeah, you really like
2: I that. Because I like this one a lot. Mm. I think you're, there's something about the texture. Mm hmm.
3: Oh, good. this is a cauliflower.
2: Yeah.
3: This is just really good. I just.
2: The pitas are nice and soft mm-hmm. on both of them, right? And they're both really flavorful
3: what's nice about this too is we got it from the cart, and it's it was steaming hot
2: yeah it was really hot like so high you were burning your hand yeah i was burning my hand i
3: didn't taste this without but Mm. it's not
2: like spicy spicy it's like a it's like a spice that comes a little bit after like a you have it chewing
3: I don't know what it is. It's not hot, spicy. It's like a tingle. Yeah, yeah it's, like it's a, a tingle. Yeah, definitely feel it.
2: Yeah, not like a not like a sriracha spicy or anything oh, no. like that. Yeah.
3: But what did you say? Was there like basil or I don't, I'm not very good at the flavors, but there's a really good flavor and the texture of the chicken is really good.
2: I'm not good at isolating flavors like that either. So
3: Nancy would be really good at that.
2: That's the part where I'm like. I don't know exactly what is in chicken shawarma, if this is supposed to be like traditional chicken shawarma or not, but there was a shawarma place at my college I would go to, um, and I would go there. I specifically went there because of the Avengers, like eating shawarma at the end, and I was like, no, I'm going to be an Avenger today.
3: That's why I like that it's called New York's Tastiest, Mm. right? This chicken is delicious.
2: Yeah. You know what I like is that it's an interesting flavor that is like, not just something I'm going to find somewhere else in the park.
3: I, I, you know, I totally agree yeah. with you.
2: it's not just a different chicken sandwich, a different burger, a different fries, or something like that. It's like that's why I like the Roncho Wrap because it has this like unique yeah. texture, unique tip flavors, and you're not going to find anything like it anywhere else. And then they've done it again.
3: Definitely a treat at the Avengers Campus. You can only get there, and it's not heavy either. That's yeah, what I like about this. Yeah, that's what I said this.
2: too. Is I. I don't feel like I'm gonna walk around and feel super weighed uh-huh. down when I'm done with this. I felt this. If you like this one, you've got to try the breakfast one. The breakfast one is so good. It's gonna be Twelve ninety nine. You get the shawarma and the thing. How do you feel about that? I feel like it's worth it. I know it's a little. I feel like it could be like two dollars less.
3: I think so, but there's so much protein in here. Yeah, that's true. And it's not just filler bread. It's just it's just really good. I think it's. I think, I think this is a good buy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree with you about that there is a lot of there's a lot of filling. It yeah. doesn't feel like oh I just got a pita with a little right. bit of stuff on it. Yeah. Like
3: you do with some of the food and this is definitely this is just really good. I don't know which one I like better though. I don't know either. The pita is excellent. It's like
2: I honestly I would rotate through them. hmm I, I I can't I don't think I can pick one. They're, they're distinctly different.
3: I wouldn't rotate, I would do exactly what you and I do. Oh, we should do splitsies, yeah. yeah. Splitsies. Oh.
2: That was a good choice. I'm glad mm-hmm. we did, I'm glad we did because almost I was almost like oh no I'll just leave without it it'll be fine it wouldn't have been fine
3: it would not have been fine
2: yeah get some friends and split it
3: because then you get the the different flavors I don't know it's just it's just really really good I would have been really sad and this is the first time I've tasted this so I I hadn't had any of these before
2: yeah they're all good I'm gonna tell you right now all three all good. I think if you're doing a multi-day stay mix it, do do the breakfast one one morning mm. and, and then do like Pim's Test Kitchen the other morning and then you can do the shawarma for the afternoon. So they, like you can do if you do Pim's Test Kitchen you, you know that's a big, a little bit of like bigger mm-hmm. breakfast options but then if you do the shawarma breakfast that's a little bit of the smaller one so you like you can alternate and then do Pim's lunch that day because if you're trying to try it all that's how I do it but I do I do exactly what you said order two different things and then just split them in half.
0: There you have it. Order them both and split them in half. Unless you don't have another friend there, then just uh, choose which one you want. Like for me, I think the chicken one sounds delicious, and the other one, while it probably is good, does not like ring any bells of shawarma with me, so I would probably just stick more to the chicken one, but uh, very, very intriguing, and I'm glad Rhino was so thorough with it, and nice to hear Mary Joe, of course, pop up in there, and yeah, I hope I'll be able to get out to California one of these days so I can actually try to have all the shawarma myself in Avengers Campus. But unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed every little bit of it, uh, because I know I did. And of course, we will be back next week with even more Disney Dining reviews. We should have another crop of three excellent reviews for you, but hey. That could also change too, so don't don't take don't take my word on it. just wait, wait and see what ends up happening with it. But uh, thank you so much to everyone for taking the time to listen. Please, please remember to make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening to podcasts. Please make sure you do that so that way you don't ever miss any episodes of the Disney Dining show. And if you're listening through Apple Podcast specifically, uh, if you're enjoying the show, please take the time to leave us a five-star rating and review. It's been a little while now since we've had any reviews, and I will give you a shout-out on the show if you leave us a review. So please, please, please consider that if you are enjoying. It helps more people to be able to find out about the Disney Dining Show that way. And one last time, too, if you want to support us in a different way, you can always support us by going uh, – to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and getting a free quote on your next Disney vacation. Again, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's it for me this week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I hope you all have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.